Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Welcome back, everybody, to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Tim with Ed and now Steve Jordahl joined us. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, everybody. Hey, we've been talking, obviously, about Ukraine yeah. and Russia and Putin and what's going on over there. Um, <clears throat> there are probably a lot of people listening to us right now who have friends and family in Ukraine or have had or know people. Um, I, I have a... Uh, one of my family members has her son, his wife. So that's okay. Not I'm not blood related to these folks, but they are in Moscow, and they've been living over there, and now they're trying to get out. And planes are canceled. Jets, yeah, flights are canceled. Because they can't fly anywhere because no one's letting them land or because Russia well, won't let them leave? I, I'm not saying that they're being threatened uh, physically right, by the Russians or anything right now. I don't know that, but I'm just saying you've got to – when your country basically is at war with uh, – by your country, I mean the, the U.S. is in an economic war at least right now with Russia and you live in Russia – and, the, and, and all this uh, financial shutdown is taking place, and also flights are being canceled out of Russia, then you're thinking to yourself, well, I probably need to leave. And then the U.S. government the other day, two, yesterday or two days ago, said you need to get out immediately. Of Russia? Oh, yeah. American the, the, citizens? The U.S. government said that uh, Americans living in Russia need to get out immediately. That's a bad sign. Yeah. Well, because you, you just they're, – they're looking after uh, – their own citizens, and For just once. not sure if a Russian, you know, jet is going to be, you know, passenger jet's going to be allowed to land anywhere. Yeah, they, get out you, now. Yeah. So, uh, Tim, are you saying that they can't leave because Russia will not let them leave, or because planes that leave Russia aren't allowed to land anywhere, which is is growingly to be the case? Oh, from what I know, excuse me, um, they couldn't leave because flights were not leaving Moscow. To take them to the U.S. or get them out. That was 24 hours ago. Uh, so I'm just saying this is creating a lot of turmoil for the travel industry worldwide because now, Steve, uh, airspace is being uh, forbidden. Right. Uh, Europe has said you Russian uh, planes cannot use our airspace. Or at least can't land in the country. I'm not sure if well, they... Well, both. Yeah, have they? Both. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they're talking about any... When I understand, like, if you have an oligarch from Russia... Right. ...who wants to fly to Spain, to his mansion... Mm -hmm. he, he's not... That happened yesterday with Italy. Italy's uh, putting the clamps on some of their top richest guys in... ...in um, Russia. Russia because they have mansions, their houses there. Now... Yeah, it sounds like they're going to... They would have to... Peep American citizens would have to like drive to Finland, yeah, or Lithuania, or yeah, to get out and then catch a flight out. Yeah, so this I'm not is, saying it's impossible to get out. They're not being held hostage. I'm just saying it's getting scary. Yeah, 
This is what's happened within the last 15 minutes, uh, just breaking over AP. The top advisor to Ukraine's president says the first rounds of talks with Russia, which are happening in Belarus, have ended. They, they're trying to get uh, negotiate the end of the fight. More talks could happen soon. There's no word on how far along they've got or how those negotiations are going. But the, the round one has ended. Round two could be starting. But Ukraine's president has signed an application for his country to join the EU, which they are calling a bid to solidify his country's bonds with the West. Now, you know that uh, they had asked to be a member of NATO, and that's the whole right. excuse that that Putin's used to go in there. I had not heard, uh, and I think it's maybe a, an interesting political move to say, okay, no, uh, no NATO, we see that that's going to be kind of a... A, stink, a sticking point. How about the EU? We'll join the EU. That's kind of smart. I, I, the only way I think that uh, uh, the president of Ukraine, by the way, his last name is Zelensky. Is it Volodymyr? Is that his Volo- first? Volodymyr. Volodymyr. Yeah. Okay. So the only way I see Ukraine making a deal with Russia is, okay, our concession is we will withdraw our application to join NATO. We will not join. Mm-hmm. We've re- we've reserved the right to join the EU, but you've got to leave. Russians, you got to leave, and you've got to pay for the damage. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. th- 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 there's got to be you know, there's got to be some consequences for for Putin. I mean, because Putin's not going to give up Crimea. He's got it. He's not giving that up. So some of these other. You know, little provinces, whatever you, know, you call them in the east. I don't know whether he leaves those, but in a true uh, representative government, uh, we are a constitutional republic here in America, a form of democracy. Is that fair to say? Yeah, we're a representative democracy. It's not there are different forms of democracy. Yes. Uh, then the political leaders are accountable to the voters or to the citizens, to the people. Russia, uh, Putin is not accountable. It doesn't appear to me to the people of Russia any longer if he ever was because the Russian economy, this is from uh, Business Insider. This is uh, 34 minutes ago. Western sanctions are already disrupting Russia's economy with the ruble, that's uh, their dollar, slumping 30%. Yeah, it's... And interest rates jumping to 20%. Here's what's happening, how the situation could play out. So I'm just saying uh, it seems to me if Putin were answerable to the people of Russia, he would have to say, hey, listen, our economy is about to collapse, but it's worth it because we're going right. to take the Ukraine. He would have to make that argument. Yeah. Instead, a dictator and- doesn't have to make an argument. And and here's here's what we get out of it if we yeah. take Ukraine. Well, I'm just not sure what they get out of it. Are there natural resources that Ukraine has? Well, I mean, it it, it is very fertile land, and it does produce a lot of food. Okay, I don't yeah. know what other kind of natural resources they have. I mean, I mean, I don't think they have like, like gold mines or things like that. Yeah. I don't know. They're so, a rich source of nuclear waste at this point. With, is that right? With, with well, with Chernobyl. Oh yes. <laughs> is that Chernobyl but, site? Is that? Uh, I I don't know how. Is that still dangerous? Yes, it is, and I think Ukraine, in what in what way? 
Well, I think that land, all that area around there is still contaminated. It's going to take centuries, if not more, yeah. for that to become safe and habitable again. But it is also directly in the line from uh, the northern part from uh, the, where Russia would invade from the north, either from Belarus or from Russia. It is right between that and Kiev. Okay. So you have to get through. That's why they fought over, and uh, I guess the Russians say they took um, Chernobyl. Why, why would anybody want Chernobyl? Well, because you have to go through it to get to Kiev. Yeah. So um, and here's the question. So you talked about the um, uh, Ukraine wanting to join the EU. Um, one of the reasons that they don't want Russia, Russia doesn't want Ukraine to be part of NATO is because they don't want a NATO country on their border. Right. Well, there are... Latvia and Estonia, two of the Baltics, are EU countries on yes. Russia's border, but they're just very far to the north. So for the most part, Belarus and Ukraine stand between the EU and Russia. Do you think that the same danger would pose itself, that Putin would be as opposed to having an EU country on his border as he would NATO? That's well, not a military it's, alliance. It's not the same thing because you you would have no reason to put – military assets in a country that was just a part of the eu if you're a nato country you can host nato forces so yeah. you could have nato mil you know military uh divisions if you wanted in estonia and latvia i'm not sure about lithuania is lithuania part of uh, uh lithuania NATO? is part of nato but it's not on the it, it doesn't border russia okay. all right because it's belarus it's, it's behind okay. belarus um i want you to hear something this is interesting uh, larry kudlow was talking about what's going on over there and he has a, a solution if you want really want to make this hurt for russia this is what you do now i don't know that biden will do it take his advice but this is good advice and then listen to the history lesson he gives this is very interesting cut 13. The way to get at them is to open the spigots wide, okay, drill, 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 pipeline, 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 get the world oil price down. This is where Biden has made an enormous mistake and has handed Putin, you know, on a silver platter, a lot of financial power. I'll give you a little bit of history real fast. When oil prices got to $150 a barrel in 2008, Putin took Georgia, okay? Mm -hmm. Then oil prices simmered down. Then oil prices in 2014 got back to $100 a barrel. Putin took Crimea. Then, with energy independence, oil prices were low, you know, 25, 40, 45, maybe $50. You never heard from Putin. The past year, oil prices have jumped from $50 to $100. Wow. Putin made about $85 billion in profits from that, and he's using that money to finance his war on Ukraine. Starve him of oil, you starve him of uh, very his expansionism. Yeah. Well, listen, we all know that President Joe Biden is not going to reverse course when it comes to his energy policy. He won't even do it, he said. The, the Biden administration over the weekend, I believe, said they were not going to increase oil production or open new pipelines or any of those kinds of things to reverse the energy policy, even to bring down the price of gas in this country. He won't do it for us. <laughs> He's certainly not going to do it for Ukraine. We got global warming you got to worry about. That is that is the eight ball behind which Joe Biden finds himself. Boy, he cannot go to war against the pro-climate change wing of the Democratic Party because it would splinter it to smithereens. Yeah. And I've been used smithereens since I was a kid. <laughs> how, how long 
can that hold up that well, policy because that policy the the war on fossil fuels uh, by the Democrat Party what if gasoline goes to five six dollars a gallon or and, and, the, Dem- and the Democrat and the Democrats get wiped out in uh, the elections in the fall at, at, and the re- the rebuke is because of inflation and the rising energy cost and filling up the car i i think what what would happen to the democratic party is you have i don't know what the percentage is but you have a large faction in the democratic party that radical left wing the progressive wing that believes that people have said we don't care what happens to gas prices we're out to destroy the coal industry get us off fossil fuels and if uh, Americans are hurt, it's worth it to transition to non to uh, renewable uh, resources. I think what happens is the Democratic Party fractures because the uh, the practical, the pragmatic members of the Democratic Party are going to see what you just said. We got wiped out in 2022, and if you want to get wiped out even further in 2024, lose the White House, you know, both houses, you stay whatever. With the tree hugging. Yes, yeah, stay with the tree hugging. We're not doing it. Then that radical pro climate change, the tree huggers, we call them. Uh, they'll they'll bolt. I, I I don't. I believe they'll form a third party. Let me back you up with statistics. Good. Fifty-seven um, percent, as of uh, a, a News Nation Decision Desk HQ poll uh, today's date, disapprove of Biden's handling of his presidency. He's got a, That's his approval rating. Is it? Uh, 57% disapprove. His approval rating is, is at 37%. Right. 55% say he's not a clear communicator. 54% of Americans say he is not mentally fit to lead the country. So either they repudiate this whole energy thing and get those poll numbers up, or the poll numbers continue to sink and they become totally irrelevant politically in the next couple of elections. Either way... Remember James, solved. Remember, remember, remember James Carville saying we can, this the Democratic Party cannot turn socialist. Okay, that's you know others ha- have said that the pragmatic li- liberals who still exist in the Democratic Party they're going to see the writing handwriting on the wall. They're going to opt to move away from punishing the American consumer to satisfy the uh, climate change group. They're prob- they might say. We need to take a slower path to getting free of fossil fuels. But all the radicals on the left are saying, no, we've got 10 years. We've got to act now or we'll run out of time. They'll be held captive to that or I think the party splits. I think you'll have a social, a socialist Democrat party and will split the Democrats in half. Which would... Which would doom yeah. them to yeah. irrelevance for years and years and years. Is it inevitable that gas is going to go up to four or five dollars a gallon? Is that as long as I think Biden maintains the energy policy? We is it have going now, up yes. even today? I mean, I heard uh, somebody told me in Nashville it was three eighty nine yesterday. Yeah, well, I, I think we'll I think we'll see four dollar gasoline. Um, I mean, I I one of our Volkswagens is a diesel. We pay two. I think I mean three. 63 i think somewhere in there 369 oil is so, at 95 dollars a barrel it is up 395 today what's dollars and 94 that's the average four dollars a barrel it has it has risen oh, up, to, up 395 what's the what's the average 
gas price, not diesel, but the average gas price in America, which California drives that average up a little bit because they're already at six dollars a, yeah, a gallon. But are they really? Yeah, but they've got a, they have a lot of taxes that they add. State taxes. Oh, okay. To a gallon of gas. Three sixty one is today's average across the country. Um, it it ranges from the cheapest, uh, like in our state in Mississippi, Texas, uh, between three thirty to th- uh, to three twenty three twenty to three thirty. Um, and California and the West Coast and New York between three seventy seven and four eighty two. Who has the cheapest gasoline at the tank now? Uh, according to the map, and it's not by. St- I mean, several states share between three twenty and three thirty seven. Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Mississippi, Alabama, uh, Nebraska. No, um, Kansas, Missouri. Um, Kentucky. I'm doing this by shape, folks. That's all right. I, I don't need a roll call. West Virginia, <laughs> Ohio, and um, Wisconsin. Gotcha. Um, That's a good test. Oh, Can you name all those states just by the by shape, shape of them? I, listen, I think that's twice what it was, I think, when President Trump left office. Yeah. And... <clears throat> The uh, American people blame the economy for better or for worse, blame or credit the economy on whoever the president is, and the gas prices and inflation are going to be blamed on Biden and the Democrats by uh, by middle America, and that's why I say they could lose big time in November that, you know, Hey, listen, if you, in the House of Representatives, if you just lose the majority by one vote, uh, the minority is a, is a bad place to be because you lose, all you need is uh, if the Republicans win the House by just one uh, position, then they will control all the chairmanships yep. for all the committees. Right. That's and where it's the, close now. That's where the power yeah. is uh, to investigate, for example. And Biden, if the Republicans take over the House, and I'm not even talking about the Senate, but they just take over the House, they could very well take over the Senate too in November. Then uh, President Biden, I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't resign because it's just going to be a miserable to the extent that he can experience emotion <laughs> uh, anymore. I, I don't. I, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, the guys in Delaware. You know, every other weekend. Every other weekend. He seems to be fairly oblivious to a 37 percent approval rate. That, that's what I'm saying. So he may just be numb or immune, or maybe nobody tells him, "Hey, you know that," because he's not going to be able to do anything nope. at all legislatively. Nope. He's already, he's already he's already dead in the water on that front. So what do you have left? You have Supreme Court uh, appointment uh, here and there. You have – and then what do you have? Then you have world crisis and, a, and, a, and a, well, an, econ- an economy that's suffering from the highest inflation we've had in decades. If you still have the Senate, you have appointments and uh, judges you can yeah, do. Yeah, you would have that. But other than that, there's no reason to be – there's no, there's nothing you can do as president, uh, and plus I would think the Democrats would want him gone anyway because he's gonna 
dragged them down. I don't know. It's they 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 made a deal. They the Democrats made a deal that Biden was the only one who could beat Trump. Right. And when they did that, they And he made, almost did, by they, the way. Here's here's what you get. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. Steve. I see what you I see what you did there, Steve. <laughs> and then Trump and then Biden decides uh he's gonna he needs a woman of color to be his VP. So he has a a criteria for VP based on is she really though based on based on based on uh, your skin tone and your gender, not who's best qualified to be second in command should something happen to me. It's all about gender identity, uh, not gender uh, well, just woke identity politics, yeah. woke stuff. Well, that has real life consequences. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Kind of- if Joe Biden were to step down after the, let's say it's the, the midterms here in November are a debacle. Let's say they lose both the House and the Senate, the Democrats, I mean. And Joe Biden says, well, because of health concerns for me, I'm going to resign. Kamala Harris becomes the president of the United States. I don't think that breeds any confidence in anybody. I think those poll numbers stay down for Kamala Harris. Now, I don't know who she would select as a vice president, but. I could see her resigning, too. I don't think she would resign. I, th- I think she's probably got it in her head that she'll be president and she'll make a great one. And I wish we had a, mm. I wish we had a cackle that we could just press, you know, <laughs> we'll, periodically. We'll I don't know. We'll get that. I don't know. We're, we're, we're in a bad position uh, just from a competence i'm not talking about ideal ideological we're in a bad way there too as yeah. far as the president goes and the administration but just from competency uh, i don't think that's what the poll showed that you had that's correct yep 54 percent of the american people and this is from a, mentally this, is, this is from a liberal a polling uh this not a liberal polling firm but a this was reported in the washington post and ABC News, right? It's a News Nation Decision Desk HQ poll, and I really don't know their leanings. Okay. Well, I saw Washington yeah. Post, ABC yes. News, and they had basically the same thing. In other words, the majority of people in this country don't have confidence in President Biden to lead. Right. And I don't know what you do about that. Because no, they- there's, there's, because his deci- these people already are aware of what he believes and what he's going to do, and they don't like it. Because the economy is not responding to his policies. In fact, it's going in reverse. So that so he would have to reverse his policies, lose the support of his own party in order to get those people back, I think. That's a catch-22 yep. for him and the Democrats right now. At least he's got his ice cream. His ice cream, a good ice cream cone. Listen, I, I just know yeah, from Nancy. personal from personal experience, a good ice cream cone can get you through a hard day. It sure can. Okay. Now, yeah, but there's always another day. Well, that's that's the problem. And if you keep loading up on that ice cream, pretty that's, soon you're 300 pounds. That's right. And you can't move. Yep. Uh, that that is exactly the the way the process works. <laughs> We're not making light of it, folks. No. You have to laugh yeah. sometimes. Yeah, or cry. to remain sane, right? Thank you, Steve. My pleasure. Thank you, Ed. Yes, sir. Our thanks to Chris Woodward, Frank Gaffney, and Brent Creeley. Brent's our producer here. Was there anybody else on the show a today? shout out to Gray Shettles, who's yeah. an intern an here. An intern here. Yeah. 
All right, folks, keep praying for uh, the people, people of, of, Ukraine. Uh, of Ukraine. Absolutely. And uh, diligently pray for those folks. And pray for Russia. And pray for Russia, the, too. Those people the people, have a, the people a of Russia. Running yeah. The country. God needs to intervene in yep. this situation. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll see you then.